I'm Meg Dahl, your Unbreakable host. Welcome to the show. Hey ladies, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Unbreakable You podcast. I'm so excited to have you back here with me this week so we can dive into another episode all about hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery. Now we talk about a lot of different things on this podcast, right? This podcast is very diverse and holistic, and we really do touch on so many different topics. But one of your favorites is whenever we talk about hypothalamic amenorrhea recovery, those are often the most downloaded and listened to episodes. So this week... We're talking about it again with my good friend, Danny Sheriff, and you'll hear our backstory throughout this episode, but I just thought I would kind of elaborate here. So when I was going through my HA recovery journey, I found Danny on Instagram. She was doing this incredible artwork of women's bodies, and it was just so cool to see her drawing all of these different types of women and all of these different sizes and shaped bodies. It was beautiful. Her artwork is absolutely incredible. And little did I know when she was going through her HA recovery journey, she actually found this podcast because I was interviewing a lot of people and talking a lot about HA recovery over here on the podcast. So now more than a year later on her end from finding this podcast, she's now a guest and we're jamming out all about her recovery journey. So I know you are all absolutely going to love this episode. And if you're not yet following Danny on Instagram, please, please go do so. Because like I said, she's just so talented and she actually shares or she sells her artwork rather on Society6. So I have her business and all her links. She also has a YouTube channel and a podcast of her own adulting advice, which I'm going to be on soon. So I'm really excited for you to go to the show notes, check out everything Danny has to offer and just go connect with her. She's an amazing person. I love her soul and the energy that she brought to this episode. She's so cool. And I loved her. Well, I love her so much that we're actually going to be doing another podcast episode together. So if you have any burning questions about HA recovery, maybe you're not sure if you should, you know, dive all in, or maybe you're moving through HA recovery and these like things are coming up for you and you're just flooded with questions. I know I was really um, flooded with a lot of questions when I was going through the journey as well. 
we are here for you. And I'm actually going to be celebrating my one year of recovery in August. And I would love to have Danny back on the show so her and I could answer all of your questions. So you basically have a month to get these questions to us so Danny and I can record an episode for you and release it when I'm celebrating that anniversary, a very, very special anniversary. So where can you send your questions? Type into your email, hello at megdoll.com and just email me your questions and I'll save them to a little folder and Danny and I will be sure to answer your questions in an upcoming episode in about a month. So I'm really excited to release that podcast episode, but first we need your questions. So if you have them, just send them over to hello at megdoll.com. And before we get to the show, I just want to share one more thing, another freebie that I think you'll be really excited about. So through my HA recovery journey, healing my inner child was a really, really important aspect of that. And I wanted to share some of the ways that you can also heal your inner child. So I created a 28-day free program just for you, all about healing your inner child. So what do you get in these free 28 days? So you are going to receive four inner child healing assignments from me via email. And I'm really excited. We already have over 100 people doing this together and it's really exciting and everyone's like hashtagging on Instagram and posting their journey. And it just makes me really excited that we're able to all dive into this inner child healing together. So if you want to grab this freebie or any one of my freebies that I have to offer, you can go to Doll dot com slash freebies and I have tons of freebies for you to download over there but definitely check out my newest freebie the 28 day inner child healing journey please join us I can't wait to see you inside and send you some emails all right so those are the only updates I have for you this week other than the fact that We are definitely going through a heat wave here in Saskatchewan, and I am just a sweaty mess all the time, (laughs) just in case you wanted to know. All right, here is Danny, and I'll see you next week. Hey, Danny, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Hey, doll. (laughs) Thank you. I'm excited to be here too. You were just telling me that you actually first heard of me through the podcast. Is that how it worked? Yeah, I think I definitely found, I definitely found your podcast first. And then like later on, I don't know, then I think you commented on something on my Instagram. I was like, I know that name. She's the host of that podcast that I was listening to when I was going through recovery for HA and yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, was I following you on Instagram already? Because I feel like I've been following you on Instagram for a real long time. 
I mean, so just to give everyone an idea, today is a big deal episode because you're like one of my favorite follows on Instagram. You're phenomenal. You're a self, you're a self-love artist. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. I have my, it's like such a, it's the dream. I have my specific message and my mission and it's like, oh, it's all perfect. Okay, so let's back up a little bit. We didn't really introduce you. So can you like introduce your amazing self to everyone and also tell us eventually like how this self-love artist career passion came to be as well? Definitely. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners out there in podcast world. I'm Danny, and I am... yeah, I'm a self-love artist, which means I just like adore drawing pictures of women of all kinds of diverse situations. And I love writing like a quote that goes on it. It's like, that's very specific what I do. I typically draw women and it has a purpose or a message like any good art does. And the reason that I post it is because It's this lovely full circle story where I was just deep in diet culture, not eating a lot, doing a lot of working out. And turns out that is a very time consuming practice. And I was reflecting on this recently where I told myself for the longest time, you know, drawing and art and stuff is something I did as a kid. And that's not me anymore. Now I'm an adult. And now the things that I do are, um, I go to work and I, I also diet because that's a part of like being an adult woman in Western society or something like that. Right. And I told, I realized that I had this story in my head for the longest time that that's me. And then, you know, after a while of having no period, having hypothalamic amenorrhea and realizing slowly that that's something that I needed to fix and going down the the route most of us go down, which is like doing the bare minimum amount of work required to get it back without having to leave, uh, you know, while still clinging on to our diet and exercise. Um, I slowly began to realize like, okay, well, maybe I need to step back more from exercise and step back more from exercise. And eventually when I get to a point of going, properly going all in and not just being half in, I had all of this time to fill. And it was this like void in my soul (laughs) because I didn't have exercise and dieting to fill that like three hours a day of my life that I got back. Mm -hmm. Actually, seriously, when you think about it. Um, And so... I I decided to pick up drawing, not just for the fact of I had nothing else to do, but for the fact of I needed it as a therapy. So I needed to I needed to draw pictures of real women. I needed to be immersed in that world. So you know I did the social media call. No more Insta models. Only people that are like speaking what I need to hear into my soul, and. Um, 
and just sitting down and, and finding those people that were inspiring me and drawing pictures of those people and writing the message I needed to hear at the time, which I think is what started to resonate with other people. I needed to hear a particular message. I drew it for myself and I would post it on Instagram and I would kind of get this response from people of like, hey, me too. I really needed to hear that. So it's sort of, that encouraged me to just keep going. So that's basically it. My mess became my message and I just kept going ever since. Oh my gosh. I just, I love you so much. And I truly feel like we've connected for so many reasons, more than one. But wow, I just, I so resonated with what you said about like being a child and always drawing and like being really creative. I think you recently did a post about this on Instagram and I was like, yes, Danny. Like I, I was so that person. Like I was always, um, kind of like the artsy fartsy type person. Um, so I so resonate with that. And I love that, you know, your HA recovery really like brought you back home to yourself. And I feel like so many of us who go through HA recovery, I mean, like if you, if you truly go through recovery, like you're coming back home to yourself for sure. And obviously, you know, um, most of the women that listen to the show are listening to it for like stories of inspiration as they move through their own recovery journeys for like whatever they're going through, eating disorder, disordered eating, HA, that sort of thing. So why don't we go back <laughs> to kind of like you talked about being half in. And I would like to kind of like highlight that for women because I hear that often, but we haven't really like gone deep into like what is half in? What does that um, consist of? And what was that like for you? Um, were you kind of like in denial for a bit? Um, that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I'm so here for that because... I just was like relentlessly looking for other women's stories to just to hear and see myself represented in their story and know, is this for me? Being half in for me was being in denial. You're absolutely hit the nail on the head with that word. Being in denial that recovery in the way of all in is not, I actually felt like it, I wasn't worthy of that. Let, let's be real. When you hear the, uh, protocol of all in you're like this sounds wonderful that is the that is the best prescription for any issue I've ever heard in my life is mm -hmm. to rest and be playful and eat more food eat all the things <laughs> yeah so of course I was in complete denial and a lot of it for me came from I have I don't have an eating disorder I have eating disorder tendencies. Mm -hmm. um, I have never been, you know, under the healthy weight. I've only been complimented. Sorry. I've, yeah. I've never been yeah, under healthy weight. Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I've never been super, super lean. Um, I've honestly always felt super normal. Like I've just described myself as normal looking, right. Mm -hmm. For lack of a better term. And so when I would, listen to the stories of others 
I just didn't see myself in it. You know, I was like, well, that's not me. And that's not me. I don't think that's me. And like, regardless of whether or not it was, I couldn't see myself in, in those stories. And as a result, I couldn't give myself the permission to do the work that I needed to do. And I still struggle every day with that, which is why I was drawing, right? To constantly remind myself that it's okay to do what I'm doing. Yeah, so I I didn't fully give up on exercise. I was like just doing less of it. But like the fact was I was doing three hours a day. So less becomes an hour and a half, right? So that's why it took me so long to, to wean off it. And I'm not angry at myself because it's so, it is a big ask, right? To take mm-hmm. someone from three hours to zero. And I just wasn't that brave. I just didn't have that courage. So I went the slow route. And and I think a lot of us also, you know, we want to see if we can get maximum results on as little effort as possible. Well, and I totally, and I think also a lot of us kind of like go into it thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm the exception. Like maybe I, like, even though all these other women have to fully give up exercise or whatever the case is. um, So many of us definitely think like, Oh, well, maybe I'm the exception. Maybe I can continue doing this. Do you one of us. Yeah. yeah. Every one of us thinks we're the exception. And like, I want to reiterate too, it's not that we think we're the exception because we're special. It's that we think we're the exception because we are not worthy of mm-hmm. doing this. Because the problem in the first place was that we weren't worthy. The reason we start dieting so hard is because we think we're, we don't deserve and we're in the gym for three hours a day because we think, you know, we must do that in order to be deserving. So like we already live in that mindset. And that's, I think that's honestly the biggest struggle. The protocol for fixing HA is very simple. It's the mental work that is Mm -hmm. is so, so much, so hard. Mm -hmm. I so agree with that. And I also struggled with like the worthiness and I would be so interested to hear from you how you like worked on that belief and kind of maybe um hopefully like eventually was able to reframe it or let it go or whatever but I totally remember when I first heard like what I had to do in order to get my period back. Um, I was like pretty cool with the exercise thing, you know. Um, I was never really, it's been many, many years since I've been like over-exercising. But for me, it was very much like the food and like fully just like eating all the things, right? It was like, there was like a deep wound inside of me, like feeling like, wow, like, I don't know if I'm worthy of all that, you know? So for you, when those feelings of being unworthy came up, like, how did you start working with those so you could move through them? Yeah, I had to do lots of different things. And I'm still doing them all right now constantly because when I drop the ball on them, old behaviors start popping up. So the drawing was one of them, guys. Like, finding a creative outlet was so important for me. And and. That came in many different forms, right? It started to be like 
projects around the house, creative projects of decorating my kitchen and repainting things and getting in the garden, things that things that I wasn't doing because I was so busy being in the gym. Like I wrote this list out basically of what would I do with all of that time. And I think anyone who's been, who has been spending significant amount of time in the gym has had fantasies about what they would do with that time that they got back. You've all done it. I even would fantasize about working, right? So I work from home full time and my schedule is my own. So I would, I would be able to easily work in time to exercise. And I was like, well, imagine what I could accomplish in my career <laughs> if I was more, I had more mental energy as a result of not working out as much. So I, yeah, I dove into my work and built up my career. I dove into my art and built up my art. I worked on my home and I just like learned about plants and it was just, it was just so wonderful all the different things that I could do. So making sure I was getting a trade-off there was really important. Mm -hmm. And then I started journaling every single day and I loved it because it was like a constant reminder. Okay, dear diary, you know, I feel this about the amount of food that I ate yesterday. I hate this or it was really hard or I mean, sometimes it was really great. But when I, when I could write about how hard it was, I could then tell myself, but this is so important for this reason and that reason. And this is why you're going to keep going. Because if you let all the dialogue happen in your head, you're gonna have a bad time. The dialogue we're having in our head is not coherent. It's not making any sense. We think it is, but until you write it out on paper, mm -hmm. you can see that's when you can see that your thoughts are completely wild and you just are able to then remind yourself, oh yeah, but I did it for this reason because my future baby or, you know, to get my libido back mm -hmm. and to improve my relationship with my husband. So writing out how you're feeling and then reminding yourself about your why every day, super important. So I did that. Being vocal for me about my story was giving myself accountability to my friends and family. It allowed them to support me when I was having a bad day. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge barrier for me to go to my friends who are all in health and nutrition and tell them, guys, I think what we're doing didn't work for me. And I am going to do this thing and I need your support and have having their support they didn't understand it they didn't ever ha, never heard of it wow. so i had to kind of educate them and they are asking me questions all the time about it and they're always like hey how's your period have you got it like it's just good having them on your side and not doing it in the dark yeah yeah so that was an important piece of it including my husband in it as well and having him you know make sure I'm not like making a decision at a restaurant or in the kitchen for you know, quote unquote, the wrong reasons. Like he, he's help. He helps me with my dialogue and questions, things like that. So really it's, it was like a, a triage <laughs> of coming at it from all angles and yeah, making sure I had the support and was doing the mental work. And then the last thing, which I had mentioned earlier was um, a complete like social media detox. 
the right. whole of the rubbish that's out there. You cannot have that stuff in front of you mm-hmm. when you're trying to recover. Totally. Yes. Um, I majorly did like a social media overhaul for sure. And just like you try made sure that I was following like so many different accounts that actually made me feel good about my body and not like compare myself or feel judgment towards my body, but also like get excited about you know, this new body that I was kind of like moving into, you know, mm-hmm. so cool. So I want to highlight um, the fact that it sounds like your husband was very supportive. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. so I think it's like we said before, really important to hear stories from a bunch of different people. Right. Because sometimes you might not feel represented like you didn't. And on this show, I have talked about how Scott was supportive of me and he also came on to the show and we kind of did a Q&A together. I'd love to hear what it was like for you and your husband um, when you first told him like, hey, I'm going to do this thing called all in. (laughs) And, um, you know, like what was that like for you guys? I don't know where my husband got his ability to um, react from, but it's a blessing for him. He's very, it's almost like he's a therapist sometimes because he's just like, okay, cool. And how do I need to act in order to like support that? So yeah, letting him know what I needed from him. He was super receptive. He's great at it at stepping out, he's uncomfortable doing it, but of stepping out and questioning me when maybe I'm doing things that I shouldn't be, or like I'm freaking out and or coming to him and being like, hey, I'm freaking out about how I look right now or how I feel right now about this thing, or it's another month and I didn't get my period and I feel like this isn't working. And when I'm trying to change the plan to like make the results better and He's always reminding me to stick to the plan. So I honestly can't tell you how he how he became that person, but that's who he was for me. And when he and I met, I he and I met kind of before I sorry, he and I met kind of after I had started on this journey in a way, because it really took me a long time. So he had met me when I had, before I was, it's like so hard for me to, to say and explain, but before I had gone down this, down this route, he had met me and I was dieting a lot. When we met, we lived in different countries. Okay. And I was dieting hardcore on this long distance relationship. When I would come to see him, we would be on vacation and we were on vacation and I gained so much weight on vacation. Um, And I was in love and it was wonderful and something's just different. And then when I would get back home, I would go back to dieting all over again. So it was kind of like, and my, my body would just fluctuate so much that I had seen this evidence that he 
could love me at any size. I was, I went from, you know, anywhere in a, in a 10 to 20 pound range, he loved me. So that evidence was so clear for me and I didn't have to worry about that. And I'm not sure, I feel like there's probably a lot of women who go through a scenario where they're worried because their, their partner hasn't seen them in that, in that way. Mm-hmm. I, I feel so fortunate that that wasn't the experience for me and that I knew that he would support me no matter how I looked and that none of this was for him. It was all for myself. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I love how you ended that Danny, because I do think that a lot of women kind of forget that they're doing recovery for themselves versus other people. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's just like, yeah, we could talk about like how your husband accepted your weight gain or your body fluctuations or, you know, your new curves and like the new squish and like stuff like that. Right. Like we could talk about that. But I think what's most important is like, how did you, you know, kind of like move through recovery and accept your changes in your body obviously like the social media and just like familiarizing yourself with different bodies and drawing them and things like that but really when it comes to the body image piece were there any other tools or things that you did for yourself that really helped you Yeah, I love this. I would write all the things about my physical appearance because that was the the scary thing about my physical appearance that I loved, right? So it's like, girl, you were born with straight teeth that are so bang on. People pay thousands of dollars for those teeth. And like your eyebrows are so on trend right now. They're big and they're like, they're just huge and people love that. And your nail beds are legit. Girls comment on them all the time. You never have to go to a salon because those nails are perfect. Like I'm saying things about like how perfect stuff is about me. And I just, it's okay to to focus on those things. Mm -hmm. All we do is focus on the things that we need to fix. But when you really start to scan, you're like, that's something that's pretty good about me. And then, then you can work into the things about yourself that you're more self-conscious about and framing them in a positive way. Cause now you're on a roll. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, and I'm curvy and I rock this. Like I look good with these thighs and, and off, you know, it becomes true pretty quick. It's all true. You're not lying. Yeah. You're, you just struggle to talk to yourself about it. So, yeah talking like painting myself in this light to myself is so much fun guys it's so much fun to talk yourself up Ah, so doing that like every single day is a very enjoyable practice and you start to be able to see yourself in your mind in the mirror like that oh I love that so much and it's like I feel like so many women think like they're not allowed to talk about themselves that way and it's like who says we can't 
right? Like, and just when you're saying that, I wish everyone could see your face. Like you're literally lighting up when you say those things, you know, it's so awesome. So cool. It is fun. And and you can start to say that to other people if you want, because people enjoy being around confident people. Yeah. We have like, everyone cracks up with me at work when I just say things like, thank God I'm so cute. <laughs> just like, just throw it out there, say it to the universe. And people, people will start to see you that way too. And then, hey, you've solved all of the problems you had in the first place. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it so yeah. much. It might be me. Pardon? There we go. Good. I lost you for a sec, but I think it's me. Okay. We're all good. Yeah, I love that so much, babe. So much. Oh, man. So where are you now? Like, how are you feeling now? You got your period over a year ago, right? Yeah, April. Yeah. So you celebrated like your one year period anniversary in April. Yes, I guess I didn't. I didn't celebrate it because like... Once I got it back, I hadn't got my period back every month. Okay. It's like, so tell us about that because I think that's also really important to highlight because, you know, we get our periods back. We think it's like the best day in the world. At least I did. I was literally sobbing on the toilet for 30 minutes and painful, but when I tried to get up, like, you know, just like sitting there forever and (laughs) sobbing. But anyways, best day ever. And then we like, just all of a sudden kind of get anxious once a month approaches and we're like, is our period? second month is so much harder. Yeah. So what did that year look like for you since you've kind of like completed and passed that year? Yeah, it was pretty anxious. Um, the The negatives for me was one, I felt like I was annoying my friends by just telling them constant updates on like whether or not I had it. Because it's such a strange world for them to be in where you're just talking about it, worried all of the time because it's always on your mind. I did relapse twice. Okay. I did the thing that many of us do where we think we've got it back and now we can run back in the other direction. Like I said to you, this is a really slow process for me. And I did waver back and forth all the time between like um, weight loss is for me or it isn't for me. And it was hard for me to, to gain weight back. And so there, I did try to tiptoe back in the other direction. Mm-hmm. And and in a way, it was fascinating for like the scientist inside of me as well to see that. And in a way, it was also just like me trying to to see if I can maintain my period and, and go back to my body weight. So right. Turns out, no, so far that doesn't work for me. So far, if I don't eat a certain amount of food and I have tracked it periodically to see like, what does that look like? Right. Um, if, if I drop below that very specific number, it's gone. Yeah. It's just gone. And there are times sometimes in your life where you're just like not eating that much out of, that's just how you feel. That's what you feel like eating. And it, 
it's gone. And there are other times when I'm actively choosing not to eat that much and it's gone. So, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, I'm still in recovery. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I had some ups and downs and I am getting my period now, but I'm, I feel like I can't celebrate yet. Okay. Okay. That makes sense though. Yeah, I totally get it. But thank you so much for sharing that with us because it's so important to know like the realities post HA. Right. No, definitely not. I missed my period. When was it? I didn't have a period in December and then I didn't have a period in May, but it was like, pardon? Do you know why? In December, I don't, I really don't know why. I had been traveling for like August, so I got it back in August. And then I had it September, October, November. And I was traveling all those months. And it was weird because I had kind of prepped myself to be like, Meg, you're going to be on a super weird schedule for the next few months, right? So if your period doesn't come back, you got to be okay with it. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be in that mindset. But every single month it came back. And then I got back home at the end of November and I was home for all of December for the first time that year right for the end of the 2019 and then it just didn't come and I'm really not sure why but since it didn't come in December I went back to tracking my food in January just to make sure I was like okay like I haven't been tracking and I just want to yeah like you think you know and it's just like I kind of want like a ball, like, you know, I wasn't like super rigid with it. I wasn't, I don't allow myself to like measure things anymore because that for me is like so not a good behavior for me, but I can easily like track my food and not be like disordered about it, you know? So I started doing that, um, in January and it just like came again. So I'm not sure if I was like unintentionally just like maybe not eating that amount, just similar to you. Right. Um, Just like (laughs) I have to be so intentional still. And I think that's something important to talk about is because a lot of, you know, we talk a lot about like the 2,500 calories minimum um, for being all in. Like that's kind of like the no period now what Dr. Rinaldi's prescription, right? And a lot of women think that once they get their periods back, it's like, okay, that minimum isn't like a minimum anymore. And it still is for me very much so. Very, very much so. My my minimum was higher. Mm -hmm. Oh, I eat more than that. For sure. I eat so, so, I eat more than that, but I still kind of like, I know that like, it's like, I still have to eat that plus yeah. more, you know. The, the twenty five hundred total is a is a good, a good like round number minimum for people for sure. Yeah, for sure. it was, and it is such an important thing to talk about. I got a DM just yesterday of someone that had found a post from me, like in December last year, 
where I was interested in knowing from people if they experienced like um, getting their period back a certain amount and then, but anytime they dip just below that with it, like basically is anyone else this sensitive? Mm -hmm. Cause this is wild. Like it is wild how very specific right now I need to be. Yeah. Um, it feels like I'm not a human because it's just so, so specific. And um, people, someone had DM'd me wondering if I had any updates for them on what it's been like for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to revisit that. And I'm like, yeah, actually, six months or so later, I am still that sensitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like still having to be intentional, for sure. Yeah, how much I eat, absolutely. Yeah, and I'm like gonna be approaching my like one year and I am very excited about it like I've I basically didn't have one cycle out of the year I I my period was late in May but it still like came it didn't come where normal behavior yeah um but I've had um most months out of the past year it's literally been like so on point where it's so exciting um but yeah I'm still being I I mean when I was going through HA recovery I talked a lot about intentional eating versus intuitive eating and I'm still very much like intentional for sure yes mm-hmm. I like that yeah but that's a great way of putting it when I try to be um intuitive I just I think I think that I'm still working through so fixing my intuition <laughs> so the the intentional part is where you need to stay until you can until you can fix that because honestly like the when I go back to intentional eating and I'm making sure I'm eating enough I still feel physically a bit overfull and a bit uncomfortable so um mm-hmm. So it, t- it does take, gosh, it takes so it takes more time to undo it than it did to get there. So. Yes, yes. And that's another thing that I'm sure you and I could literally record an entire other episode about is just being like super patient with the journey too, right? You know what I would love to do is like, a, I just want people with HA to write in questions about just like I'm feeling this way what do I do would just love to do like an HA Q&A radio show where people write in with their their questions about anything HA related I'm feeling this way how do I stop feeling this way or this is what's happening am I on the right track and I just like I love answering the same question over and over again I just love talking about it and hearing other women going through the same thing and one woman's question about HA just answers 50,000 other women having the same question because mm-hmm. we're all just we're all just on this goofy loop together. Well, I think that our listeners should look out for an episode like that because I would <laughs> definitely love to do an episode like that with you, Hen. For sure. You must get you must get a lot of questions, right? I get a lot of questions and I feel like I like doing solo episodes for sure, but 
it's always more fun to sit down with someone and like talk things out and kind of like, you know, have a conversation just like you and I are having right now. And I feel like you'd be like the perfect person to do a Q&A episode like that with since that's kind of like how you and I connected really. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. Banter about it. All right, ladies. So we're taking questions as of right now, and Danny will be back on the show. <laughs> yeah, submit your questions to us, and we're going to bring them. We're going to bring the questions on the show, and it's going to be amazing. Yes. Yay. We should do that like for in August when I celebrate like my one year. Okay. Let's do yes. it. Yes. <laughs> one year period party QA. Session. Oh my gosh. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. It is in the books. Send us your questions. Um, yay. This is awesome. All right, my love. So you have a lot of different offerings and things like that. So you have your art for sale, mm-hmm. right? So can you tell us more about that? Because I love your artwork and where can we purchase this from you thank you Uh, yes okay so basically i just have a print shop and i do commissions for people super reasonably priced because i want you to have this and you can find my print shop on my instagram and a link i just have a society six website so while you're there you can buy art from all kinds of artists but I want you also to know the purpose behind it. And my whole mission is to free women's minds of their obsession with diet and exercise so that you can also do your creative work because Mm. that is what it brought. It brought me time and creativity. And I realized, wow, what what could all these women do if they had this space back? So... The idea is that you have this art, you hang it on your wall, and it gives you permission every time you feel yourself slipping away into this, I should go and work off this whatever I just ate, or, oh my God, I want to run back in the other direction, and having a period's not worth it. Like, I want to help contribute to you not feeling that way anymore, and instead turning your attention to what you can offer the world. And one day someone's gonna come to me and they're gonna say, Danny, because of you, I was able to focus on what I was doing and I've like won a Nobel prize or I launched this business and now I'm on Oprah. Like that's gonna happen for me. So go buy the art, put it on your wall and allow yourself to be free. So I'll send you a link, but it's um, society6.com slash Danny Sheriff. Perfect. We will definitely have that in the show notes for sure. And you also have a YouTube channel, which I love your YouTube videos. You are, you really are so cute, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's so funny. I get a lot of like passes because of my accent people give me. Oh my gosh. But you're just, I, I love your YouTube videos for sure. So you have one about HA. So I'll definitely link up your YouTube um, in the show notes as well. And then people are just going to love you and they're going to want to connect with you. So while they're listening to this episode, where can they find you really quick on Instagram? Yeah. Instagram.com forward slash Danny Sheriff. I'm Danny Sheriff everywhere on YouTube, on Instagram, on Society Six. You made it simple for everyone. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) And then since you listened to the show, you know what's coming up now is my last question for you that I ask all of my guests. What does it mean to you to be unbreakable? Mm, It basically means you always get back up. Like I've been saying this whole episode, I have relapsed, I've been in denial, I've freaked out. Progress isn't linear, but it doesn't it doesn't mean you can't be fixed, right? You can't fall over and put a band-aid on and get back up. You can't break it but then like glue it back together. Everything is fixable. Yeah got this well and part of like just kind of going off of your answer I find it so cool how you were like going through HA recovery you typed that like hypothalamic amenorrhea into iTunes my podcast came up and now more than like just over a year later you're on the show talking about your own journey so oh my gosh I I can tell you stories about putting it into the universe and manifesting and like manifesting people into your life and Mm -hmm. when you you hear a podcast or you see a person on the internet and you just know that they're one of your people and you just sort of like come together somehow we're together now we're gonna do another episode very soon so we will see you again everyone thank you so much danny for coming on the show this week Thank you for having me. It was amazing. We'll see you again soon. Bye.